Hi, my friends, and welcome to Birthing into the Great Unknown. I'm your host, Stacey Berry, and this is where we are going to redefine pregnancy, birth, parenting, and ultimately ourselves. This podcast is dedicated to those that wish to leave behind overwhelming anxiety and choose to create action and agency in their lives. For what we birth after we give birth can be the most powerful part of our journey. Let's get started. Welcome back, my friends. I'm super excited for you to join me this week. I am actually going to talk about something very specific to my work, something that very much is in my wheelhouse and that I navigate, work with, and talk about on a daily basis, and that is fear. We're going to talk about fear today and how amazing fear is. As a childbirth educator and a doula, uh, fear is basically what I specialize in because one once once you're pregnant and you realize, oh my gosh, this child has to actually come out of me, um, the fear of childbirth becomes very real. And so while um, I am going to kind of talk about fear in the context of how I teach it in my childbirth classes, really these concepts we can take to such a larger, larger, broader perspective on fear in general, right? So I think I'm, I'm, I think I'm a, a pretty good person to talk about this subject in general because I help people face their biggest fears sometimes, which is childbirth. And it's one of the major reasons why I wanted to do this podcast because oftentimes when, um, when a person faces their worst fear, Um, And that doesn't have to specifically do with motherhood or fatherhood, parenthood. Um, It can do with a loss. It can do with uh, a debilitating um, circumstance that comes into our life. It can, you know, work around childbirth as well. But oftentimes when we confront, embrace and see and feel and walk through our biggest fears, we have our biggest breakthroughs right? So fear is actually something that is transformative. Um, And the reason why I wanted to start this podcast is because oftentimes when we meet our most challenging moments, we become somebody we never thought we'd be before. So let's talk about fear. Fear is powerful. It is amazing. It is productive. Fear is productive. So when I talk about it in the context of childbirth, we have to then therefore qualify what we're afraid of. So if you take kind of the basis of what I'm talking about and apply it to any fear, the biggest thing you need to do is qualify whether or not this is a true, actual, embodied fear, right? So um, in childbirth, we talk about, okay, you're afraid of childbirth, there's anxiety and fear arising, What are we afraid of? And then we have to, you know, kind of walk that back and evaluate, well, what do we see in the movies? What do we see on TV? What have our friends told us about? And we hear a myriad of stories that are not true, um, exaggerated, as, um, you know, our our movies um, propagate, you know, this horrific, screaming, cursing woman who looks like she's out of control, making faces, her partner is freaking out, maybe passes out, 
we're not sure if we're watching a horror movie or a comedy, quite frankly, and that's childbirth in the movies, right? Um, Totally a false narrative. Oftentimes, our friends have traumatic experiences because we do not set women up for success in birth. We do not give them the mental and emotional process to be able to prepare for this experience. And so oftentimes women walk into this experience emotionally not being able to take care of themselves. And they, um, we can then therefore create a story or effectively not have the right support in place where it can become traumatic, right? And so we hear a myriad of terrifying stories often um, when we when we talk to our friends. I remember when um, I was pregnant, there was a circle of um, friends I had, and it felt like we were one-upping each other, right, on how bad it was. And and this really isn't fair to any of us. It's it's fear-mongering. And so, so we need to really evaluate. Um, currently, I would say one of the biggest things my children are afraid of are ghosts, right? And I am, those who know me know that I am a ghost fanatic. I actually probably have watched every single ghost hunting series there is. Um, I love going on ghost tours. Um, I'm fascinated by it. It is very entertaining for me. Um, It's magical. There's like a magical space in there. I've always lived in old homes, and oftentimes I'll wake up in the middle of the night and I'll think, ooh, maybe I'll be able to see an old resident, Um, and none of that stuff has happened. Uh, While I very much love the idea of ghosts, um, I I don't actually think that they're real. My children, though, do. Right. And so we talk. And and so here I am, you know, watching all these shows and having all this fun with ghosts. We live very close to this cemetery and I am a total, you know, I'm that mother where if we go by the cemetery at night, I'll go very slow and I'll say, do you see any ghosts? Look out the window. Can you see anything in there? And they totally get freaked out. But it's fun. Right. It's fun. Um so we talk about, well, are there ghosts? We, we talk about the rationale. Are you really afraid of seeing a ghost because it's going to happen? Or is this just the story that we, we create? So the first thing we have to do when we have a fear that arises is that we need to qualify whether or not this is a true fear or if it is just a construct we've been fed. So that's the first part in embracing fear. Okay, because we basically have created stories that freak us out. Um, We're either always thinking about the future, anxious, uncertainty, concerned, fear, or we're analyzing the past, right? We're stuck in anxiety, misaction, um, you know, fear of whatever we did back then. And we're never in the now. So we need to come into the now and we need to actually really rationalize. Is this fear something that's actually happening to me? The women I support in childbirth, when we talk about fears, we say, is this happening? Is this happening? Right? Because we create our own fear and quite frankly, loathing of certain things. Childbirth is inevitable. If you're pregnant, you are going to have a baby. So how do we take the fear out of that so that you can actually enjoy the moment, right? We need to embrace our fears. While most people won't see a ghost, um, we usually all are anxious and afraid that we might, right? So is that an actual 
reality is what I often, you know, talk to my children about. The reality of you seeing a ghost is going to be very, very slim. So the first thing, like I said, needs to be, is this a true reality happening for me in this present moment? Um, The next thing we really need to do when we talk about fear is we need to understand how essential it is in our lives, how beautiful it is, and what an amazing opportunity we have when fear arises. Because I always talk about in my childbirth classes that fear is simply a call to action, right? So fear arises to inspire something in you. What if you, what if that's how you uh, created your relationship with fear? We flip that script, right? Fear isn't something to be afraid of. It's something to inspire you. It's something that serves you, right? Um, for me, in my career as a birth worker, Birth is the perfect opportunity to become intentional about expectations, right? It's the perfect opportunity to put self-care into place, to understand the cultural constructs and the misinformation about childbirth, and to really evaluate fear in our lives. So for me, the the space of birth really typifies um, confronting fear. So we have to understand that fear is here to serve us. It is our friend. We need to befriend fear. Fear is a call to action. Specifically, if it is an emergent situation, fear arises to tell you to A, run for your life because there's a bear following you, right? Or if you're hiking, stay really, you know, close to um, this side of the of the trail so we don't fall off that cliff. You know, um, we went up to Lake Arrowhead not too long ago here in California, and we were on a hike, and my son was getting closer and closer to, it wasn't a cliff, it was just sort of um, the edge of the trail that would, you know, tumble down into the, the mountainside. It wasn't, I wasn't nervous or scared, and basically he kept trying to get closer, and he started to say, oh, that gives me the, the butterflies. That makes me nervous. And I said, that is your body telling you to step back a little bit, right? We need to understand that fear arises, those flutterings, the anxiety, the quickness of our heart rate. Those are all things that are alerting us to pay attention, right? Pay attention. Your body talks to you. Fascinating. So fear is a call to action. It's going to inspire you to run, to take a specific step back. Sometimes it's just pay attention, right? Pay attention. You are all alone in a dark alley, right? That's, you know, the fear that they told us growing up. Never be alone in a dark alley, blah, blah, blah. Pay attention, right? Sometimes, and most often, I would say in our current um, modern times, is that fear is a call to educate, Fear is a call to go deeper, find out more information. If we don't heed that call, if we don't embrace fear, if we don't go deeper, fear can become toxic, right? It can take over. It can become anxiety and depression. And so that is when we're not actually embracing fear. So fear becomes essential to talk with, to communicate with to have a relationship with. Super important to have a relationship with fear because fear is here to serve us. 
So some things I want to talk about when we talk about fear, because literally we are in such a space of contention, um, uncertainty, and definitely fear 2020 pandemic, right? And so how do we manage the fear that's arising, the stress, all these things in our lives currently? Um, and, And there are ways to manage our fear. So the women I support in childbirth, the way we talk about managing your fear in labor is A, we need to qualify, are these real fears or is this a story that I've been sold, right? So the way you do that is sit down, sit down and write out what you're afraid of. You know, um, during this time in 2020 pandemic, many of us are afraid of finances, Many of us are afraid of losing a loved one. Many of us are afraid of getting sick. So we write that down. Write it down. Some of us are afraid of the mental toll this is taking on our children, our spouses, ourselves. Um, you know, many of us are afraid of the, um, the elders in our family, right? And so we write it down. And we need to recognize, is this a true actual fear? Or is this something that is being sold to me? from the news. I definitely know that um, I need a certain amount of information to make the right choices, but I don't need all the constant news broadcasting. That is when my anxiety rises and I feel like we're doomed, right? And so self-care comes into play when you turn it off and you get the information you need to stay safe and then you do those things, right? So write down what you're afraid of and acknowledge whether or not this is an actual threat. Um, Connect to it. This is how we connect to our fear by writing it down and letting it out, giving it space, acknowledging it, right? You need to acknowledge your fears and able to learn from them and then take the next right action. So that's the first part that we're going to do when we talk about becoming overwhelmed and stuck in that fearful place is that we're going to sit and write it down and become connected to it. The next process is becoming educated. Um, In the birth space, we say take a childbirth class. That is the best way to understand expectations. Take a childbirth class. My connected childbirth class that I teach is directed towards fear and pain. We talk intimately about those and creating a relationship with them. So we need to do that. Educate yourself. You know, um, my daughter recently got braces and she was very nervous about it. And so we went through educating ourselves. We painted a picture. Um, She had to uh, possibly, she has a lip tie that was never corrected as a child. So she was really nervous because she was possibly going to have to have that corrected and very scared. Um, And so we were talking about what it looks like. We went to the dentist and we saw the laser. The dentist told her step by step. We gave her months to process it. We looked online and saw videos on YouTube. Um, We talked about what it looked like, what it meant, all those things. Luckily, she actually didn't end up needing it, but she was ready because she had the knowledge. Knowledge is power. So we have to remember that things are always scarier in the dark, right? Things are always scarier in the dark. So illuminate yourself, right? That's the magic about all this is that we actually have at our fingertips so much knowledge. So educate yourself. 
is the second step of really understanding and connecting to your fears. The next thing you want to do is connect to your tools. Now, these are self-care tools or, you know, what we, in our childbirth classes, we talk about pain management tools, right? So fear and pain kind of go hand in hand often. So in childbirth, we talk about how um, our biggest fear tends to be the pain that's going to come along with with, uh, childbirth. And we have to qualify, first and foremost, we live in a pain avoidance society. And I have to, you know... We have to qualify, again, go back to what's real. Um, pain is a part of daily life. Pain is a part of life. You know, why have we made pain a bad word? Um, pain, for many of us, is a struggle. You know, um, I know I have a really good friend that has fibromyalgia that lives with daily pain. Um, I also have another wonderful friend who has migraines intermittent throughout the month. I mean, many of us live with pain, arthritis, um, shoulder pain, you know, all of these things, even plantar fasciitis. I mean, we live with pain on a daily basis. So what are your pain management tools? You need to understand how to manage pain because it is a constant. You, your life's going to be full of pain, emotional pain, physical pain. Emotional pain, I think, is probably worse, right, than physical pain. So we need to understand, and I talk about this again in my childbirth classes that really go beyond childbirth, that pain is just your body communicating. I'm going to repeat that. Pain is just communication. And isn't that amazing? Like I often think to myself, wow, my body's talking to me. My body is actually talking to me. You know, um, I have hip pain. And so I have to watch my habits. I have to watch my habits when it comes to um, the shoes I wear, how I sit, um, if I, I can't fold my legs underneath myself and sit on, sit on my legs, um, I need to make sure I don't cross my legs when I sit. And I've noticed because I've had to become so aware of this, cause otherwise I will have hip and back pain for the remainder of the day if I sit cross-legged for too long. So I've noticed that if I sit cross-legged, which can be very subconscious cause we just sit subconsciously, right? Your body does it. It feels familiar. It feels good. I've noticed that if I sit cross-legged, in about a minute or two, I start to feel a twinge. My body's telling me, don't sit like this, right? And so your body communicates with you. And that's just one small, silly example. But there's a myriad of other examples. I know when I'm going to get a headache. I know before the headache happens, right? Your body communicates with you. In childbirth, which can come with tremendous pain because literally an object is moving out of your body. Um, Things are shifting, ligaments are moving, bones are expanding. It's intense. Childbirth is intense and seldom without pain. So we have to learn how to manage pain. So in childbirth, which most women fear the pain, We talk about how pain is letting you know something huge is happening. Get to where you need to be to be safe. Get the people around you. Something big is happening, right? This is walking through the moment. I think so often we focus on the outcome 
and we don't focus on the journey. And the journey is where all the gifts lie, right? And so it's okay to be in pain. Pain is your friend. It is your body communicating with you. And you can change the word pain if you don't like it. You know, you can call it something else. That's fine. Pain works for me because I don't see it as being bad. Um, But it really is our best friend. I often talk about um, an experience I had years ago, uh, so many years ago. I think I was like 10 or 11 and um, I used to come home from school and I used to watch the Oprah Winfrey show. It would be on around three o'clock right after school. So I came home and I was watching the Oprah Winfrey show and um, total typical, you know, aha moment when you watch the Oprah Winfrey show. And there was this young couple on her show that had a toddler a two-year-old, I don't even know. I was too young to even know how old this child was. But this child suffered from a neurological disease where she did not feel pain. And I think that many of us would think, that's astounding. That's amazing. We should study her. We should figure out, you know, what that is, how to utilize it. However, her parents were crying and distraught and in so much agony Because this child that was very young had nearly poked her eyes out to where she was blind. She had burned off her fingertips numerous times touching the stove. She was literally a suicide hazard. Um, They had rushed her to the ER for simple things like an ear infection because it had gone on so long without any notice that it had turned into major infections. Uh, They were afraid to have her, you know, um, leave her alone with any other grandparent or anybody because, you know, she was so high maintenance. Um, It was really an epiphany and pretty profound because you realize that pain is powerful and pain, it needs to be utilized and pain is communication. It is our body talking to us and it is saving us. Pain saves you. You know, if you break your ankle, the pain is going to tell you, um, don't walk on your ankle, right? Cause then you can do more damage. So we need to, again, befriend fear. We need to befriend pain. All you need is good pain management tools, right? And the right self-care. So these are great steps in understanding what you need and taking care of yourself, right? Super, super, super important stuff. Um, When we talk about pain, pain is powerful. When we talk about fear, fear is an inspiration. So I wanted to just really quickly hop on, give you guys some inspiration in this moment because it really is a culmination of fear that we're seeing in 2020. I know that for myself on a daily basis, I go from feeling um, I can manage this, this is okay, and then I also have moments of dread, right? Pure fear and dread. And so I'm trying to understand my fear. I'm trying to understand what am I afraid of? What's going to happen? You know, and we are in a pretty dark time and that has to be okay. That has to be okay because generationally we've, we've all, right? Every generation has gone through a dark, hard time. We can get through this. 
And I don't want to get through this in fear. I don't want to pass on that anxiety to my children. So I'm constantly working on my relationship with fear and understanding my own needs when that fear arises. Oftentimes when I get nervous and scared, I really just need to sit down and snuggle with my husband and my kids and call, you know, my in-laws and connect, connect to um, family and friends. And so build your toolbox, understand that fear is an inspiration, understand that pain is communication, and we can all get through this. This will make us stronger. That I think is going to be the biggest most impressive, powerful thing we can pull out of this year is making us stronger. Well, I'm sending you resilience, agency, and love. Thank you for listening this week. Until next time.